Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Taking a look at Amos, the book of Amos, and the prophetic, and simply Amos 3 and verse 6. Shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city, and the Lord hath not done it? That evil is raw, tribulation, persecution. Very next verse, very key what we're talking about today. Show the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret. Notice that's not plural. His secret unto his servants, the prophets. Now what secret? It's a new thing. We find in the Old Testament, keeps talking about God will do a new thing. A woman shall compass a man, Jeremiah 31. We find the same thing in Isaiah 42. Uh, the old man tell it, yet they will not believe it, for the Lord will do a new thing. Psalm 126, the Lord will do the great thing. And he does all of this to reveal his name, his identity, his essence, and who he is. That thing is the work of the ministry. The people that he's called for his name. As we take a look at the scripture in Jeremiah 31, verse 22, he states, How long wilt thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? For the Lord hath created a new thing to the earth. A woman shall compass a man. A new thing in the earth? What could that be? A woman compassing a man? Well, obviously, it's Revelation 12. It was a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with a sun, a moon under feet, upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. That is the new thing, a woman there compassing a man, the man-child. And we find that he's growing up out of dry ground, and we find that in Isaiah. The same birth pangs, and that in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made in under the law to redeem us that were under the law. While he was here on earth, in the days of his flesh, God's own flesh. Somebody said, that's an oxymoron. Well, it is until that he has fulfilled the law. In other words, he is spirit, always has been the spirit of God. Jesus is his name, and that is the self-existent eternal spirit of God. But to redeem mankind back to himself, he had to have a man, a kinsman, redeemer. And because of that, he looked for a man. Romans 5 tells us a man lost it, only a man can redeem us back. God looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. The devil thinks he's won this. How did, if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Lord, I shall love Jehovah God Almighty, the Lord of glory. He was manifest in flesh. Now the question is, is the flesh God? Is the man God? In the days of his flesh, we know he prays to the Father. There's a differentiation there. Is that a second person of the Godhead? No, it's God himself. Jesus claims that. John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, speaking of, answering the question of the Pharisees, where is your father? He states in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. And that is a very profound statement that we have to have the revelation of Jesus Christ that he is the father of glory. But that is a secret that's been hid. 
But in the last days, he reveals this secret, not secrets, this secret to his servants, the prophets. Well, God will do nothing save he shows this secret to his prophets, the servants. Notice it says uh, that their servants, the prophets. Well, who are the servants of God? Those are the ones sealed in Revelation 7. Well, are they prophets? Well, notice that the two witnesses in Revelation 11, the two witnesses that are given power for time, times and a half, three and a half years, 42 months, a thousand, two and three score days are the same as the 42 months, time, times and a half of the man child in Revelation 12, which is the same time that we're going to see in Revelation 11 of 42 months of the two witnesses. That is the work of the ministry revealing Jesus. They're fulfilling his week or seven years. Now, a lot of commentators will take Daniel 9.27 to be a league made with Israel and then broken, a covenant, if you will. Howbeit, on the other side, taking a look at the covenant, the covenant is a holy covenant. The covenant given to the people is Jesus Christ. And he will confirm the covenant, not a covenant, the covenant with many for one week with the people. One week, not a Shaboah, but a Heptad. That Heptad is a week of years. But Jesus was cut off that in the midst of the week, but not for himself. And who shall declare his generation? It'll be counted for the seed, the seed that shall be counted for the generation that Jesus referred to. This generation shall not pass until all these things, the things of faith, everything written, shall be accomplished. Well, this secret is the revelation of Jesus. It is that simply he is the father of glory. Notice in the revelation that Paul said this secret has been hid from the ages as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets. Well, what is that secret? Colossians 2, Paul tells us very pointedly what the secret is. And he states in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, what the secret is. This full acknowledgement of the mystery, this mystery that's been hidden, the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. That's the secret. In whom are hid. It's the hidden things of darkness, the hidden things of the mystery of God himself that he will reveal to his servants, the prophets. And that is exactly what the night, Revelation 19.10, man-child is revealed to John. When John sees the man, he bows down to worship him. Revelation 19.10, you can read it for yourself. Somebody said, well, that's an angel. No, it's not. And when John bows down to worship this man, if anybody knew the Lord Jesus Christ, John, the apostle, the revelator, knew the Lord Jesus. He bows down to worship him. He said, see that, do us it not. Why not? John knows that he has, this man, has the same essence, criteria, character of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not deceived. He knows that that is, uh, and in his heart, he knows that's the Lord. 
he bows down to worship him. But he said, see that thou doest it not. Then he explains who he is. He reveals his identity. He reveals this secret. What is that secret? I am of thy fellow servants and of what? And of thy brethren, the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, that have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. He states that worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's our key. And then what is the testimony of Jesus? In Revelation 19, 12, we have the remnant of her seed. That's not Israel after the flesh. That's the church of the living God, the dragon that will suffer the scorpion, the devil, coming after the woman to devour her seed as soon as it's brought forth. It is Christ in us to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. We see that uh, it's not natural Israel. At the latter part of Revelation 12, and it talked about their war in heaven and Michael, the great prince, is standing for the children of our people. We find casting the old dragon, the serpent, the devil, out of heaven, coming down to the earth. Woe, 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 being unto the inhabitants of the earth, because the devil is cast down to you, having great wrath. How long? That time, times they have three and a half years. That's how long. And then. There is a sound in heaven. There's a trumpet voice. There's a ministry voice of Jesus. Now is come the power, the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. That power, the power of his Christ is the power of his anointed ones. And in Revelation 11, during this time that we are measured, there was a read like a rod given to me, John says, and saying, rise. Measure the temple of God. We know that we are the temple of God. We're not our own. We're bought with a prize. Measure the temple of God and the altar. That's a crucified life, crucifying your, your flesh. They're presenting your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. We're going to be literally re- by measurement of the Holy Ghost, Jesus being our measure, the word of God. As to whether or not we crucify the flesh with the affections of the lust, mortifying the deeds of the flesh, and being made partaker of his divine nature, being called holiness. Will we be holy at that time? Only those that are, that have mortified the deeds of the flesh, will be the ones accounted worthy, and they will be the ones that will spearhead this gospel of the kingdom to all the world for witness in all nations. Then, then the end will come. Well, it states, and there now has come the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. We see it in Revelation 11. And then he says, he measured the temple of God, the altar, and them that worship therein, there, but the court which is without measure not, for it's given to the Gentiles, because God's rod is not upon the head of the wicked, only upon the righteous. And then we find that he says, I give power. That's the power of his Christ. In Revelation 12, he gives power unto his two witnesses. That's the church of the living God. Somebody says, no, that's two prophets, two individual men. They're going to cover the earth. It's after the pre-tribulation rapture. No, it's not, friend. We find the two witnesses that are given to us by Jesus himself, and we will be in a perfect image of Jesus Christ 
to where they will see Jesus manifest in and through the body of Christ, through the work of the ministry. Those that come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man and that of Jesus Christ. That's the man child that the Lord will use revealing himself through the body of Christ in signs and wonders following the believers. Not the believers following the sign, the signs following the believers. We see who who is this man-child. Well, that's that once coming to the image of Jesus Christ that John saw in Revelation 19.10, bound down to worship him, thinking it is Jesus Christ. Well, it is Jesus ahead, and we, the body of Christ, that are come to the image of Jesus Christ. Being one body, one spirit, in whom we're called with one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, uh, one God, the Father of us all, who's above all and in us all. That's the work of the ministry for those that, what? For the perfecting of the saints. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, coming to the image of Jesus Christ, growing up in him in all things and all truth that were not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. These are the ones that are sealed in Revelation 7. God's doing it now to those that have an ear to hear. And the mystery is that of the Father, that Christ is the Father. That's your mystery. We see that over again in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. Paul talks about the full acknowledgement of this mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Somebody say, well, that's this fun and this first and second person of the Godhead. No, it's not. God is Christ, is the Father. Christ is the Father. It's one and the same Spirit. How do we know? Because the very next verse, in whom are hid. There's your hidden secret. The hidden things of faith now revealed unto his servants, the prophets. That God said he will do no thing except he reveal it. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revealed in it through the body of Christ and consummating in the second return, the second advent of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The time is now. Very few understand that, but the remnant that do, we find these are the ones that have the testimony of Jesus that are in the full image and statue of Jesus Christ. That's Revelation 12, when it finds and reveals that he gives this power, the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. What happens then? Well, the old dragon cast out a flood. Evil comes in like a flood. Then God raises a standard against him. Yes, he does. Well, truth, truth may be cast to the ground, but it'll never be destroyed. Well, at that time, we find that the devil is wroth with a woman at church and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. What's the remnant of her seed? The remnant. Those that have came out of the season of Pentecost, they have experienced four feasts of the Lord. They have been identified with Jesus in his burial by baptism and in crucifying that flesh. The old man crucified, being buried with him in baptism and born of the water and the spirit, and then sanctification. Salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. 
going on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Then they go into that third season of the fifth feast of the Lord, which is the ministry voice of Jesus, the Feast of Trumpets. Now, at that time, at that time, the devil comes against the woman and the remnant of her seed. Who are they? That keep the commandments of God. That's not natural Israel. That's the church of the living God. Those that love God keep his commandments and have the testimony of Jesus. That's not natural Israel. Natural Israel, the nation of Israel, does not and do not have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy in and through the perfected church, the body of Christ. So now comes the, the kingdom of our God, the power of his Christ. It's through a great tribulation of time, times and a half, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days. And at that time, the dragon cast down to the earth, having great wrath, not the wrath of God, but the wrath of Satan, coming against the church of the living God, who is in the image of Jesus Christ into the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus growing up into him in all things, in all truth, in all things of faith. And when the Lord comes, shall he find faith on the earth? The answer is yes, he will. And those will be the ones that carry this everlasting gospel to all the world, for witness and all nations, and then the end will come. Any preacher or minister that thinks he's going to do this on his own is sadly mistaken. It's a body movement through the Holy Ghost alone. Anyone that seeks to be lifted up in that day will be cut off. The proud will be cut off and the broken, humble, and contrite will be lifted up. And he that speaketh of, him, of himself seeks his own glory. But him that speaketh of him that sent him, just as Jesus said, he that believes on me believes not on me, but on who you believe on. Well, the Father that he is, always has been. So he that believeth on me, Jesus said, believes not on me, but on him that sent me. The Father, why? Because that is the revelation of Jesus. That's the last book in your Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God given him to show unto his servants things that must, which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his angel under John. Now we find that spirit of prophecy is essential, the testimony of Jesus in understanding the words of the book of this prophecy. And those are given to the two prophets, two witnesses that we see in uh, uh, John 8, 13 through 27. We see the two witnesses. Jesus himself gave us that, that secret, that hidden thing right there. Everything that Jesus did in the days of his flesh, he's our example and will uh, do these things that he did and greater works than these shall we do because he goes to the Father. He's not to beside the Father, but to the Father. Literally glorified by the Father's own self. He is not at just the right hand of God. That's where the place he made for us. We see that in Revelation 3.21. So there's many doctrinal statements that's been made that we have held in apologetics in Revelation that are wrong in error. And the Lord is correcting it to those that have an ear that are pressing toward the mark for the price of the high of God in Christ Jesus. Those, as many as be thus minded, are perfect. If you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you. He speaks wisdom only to those that are perfect, that are striving, pressing toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus under perfection for the work of the ministry. 
those are the ones he's speaking to through the leading of the Holy Ghost to come and be sealed for this last day work. And that is revealed to us in John 8, uh, 13 through 27. Notice that the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you by record of yourself, your record is not true. Well, what's the record? Well, the record, he's God. He's the Father of glory. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. That's 1 John 5, 7. It's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. He's three or one. They're one in the self-same spirit. That's not whom, which is a Greek word for in union. No union there. It's one and the same. Heis. Wings is one and the very same spirit that the Father is administrative office of that spirit. The Word is the expression office of that same spirit. And the Holy Ghost is the power office of that same spirit. Depending upon the function of what that spirit is doing is the name that we give the title to it, Father, Word, or Holy Ghost. First John 5, 7, they said, Jesus, you're not that. You're not that record. You're not the Father. You're not the Word. You're not the Holy Ghost. Yes, he is. He is the Father of glory, and that's going to be revealed in the revelation of Jesus Christ to those that have an ear to hear and go on to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. They will have that great revelation. And that is that he's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty, Revelation 1.8. That's the foundation truth of the last day work of the ministry, what they're lifting up in the kingdom of God, which is being preached or will be preached to all the world for witness and all nations by the ones that are sealed in Revelation 7. The apocalyptic sealing that God is doing now and while we were in Transmara, Kenya. I'll say it again over and over. On the 19th of January, 2019, after preaching uh, four hours at a Maasai tribal church in Transamerica, Kenya, Africa, the Lord came in a visitation to me while I left the church going back to the vehicle and was uh, literally slain or hit by the Holy Ghost for about two hours. The bottom line, he said, seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now that's it in the bottom line. That's it in a nutshell, the capsule description of what he said. Well, it's not because of any of our righteousness or holiness. We're just to pop the rag shine and shoes. We're servant to the body of Christ. Thank God for that. But we are coming together. In Africa, we have over a thousand ministers that are coming to this word. And same is true now in India that we have the hundreds contacting us now. Obviously, we don't have the money to contact and to be with all of them. Uh, the ministry needs are great, and I know God will provide them. But we're doing all we can doing the daily podcast to get it to as many people as possible and have done that since 2019. Now, the Lord is doing that. And he's doing it now to those that have an ear to hear. Now has come the kingdom of God, the power of his Christ. During this time that God lifts up a standard against the wicked one. That's the, that comes out evil like a flood against the church. Who the remnant of her seed. That's the seed, the generation, the Christ generation. That will be the ones proclaiming this everlasting gospel all the world for witness in all nations. And have the testimony of Jesus. Now those that love God keep his commandments. And they've added to their faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godly, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, which is uh, the bond of perfectness, 
the bond or guarantee of perfectness reaching that, and that charity will cover a multitude of sins. It's not love, but it's love based in doing the will of God and being pleasing to him, not to hear the word, but a doer of the word. That's charity. It's far greater than love. I can love God in word and in tongue, but not in deed and in truth. Charity is loving God in deed and in truth. Doing the will of God to whatever measure of faith he has given to each member in the body of Christ being done and fitly framed together and compacted according to the measure of faith given to each member there, whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. That is the work of the ministry that only God himself can do through the leading of his spirit, bringing the body of Christ together. That's the reason it's so essential that we, you that have this knowledge, contact us and we work together. I want to work together with you that we will uh, perform this ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, the work of the ministry, so we can do the will of God. The fathers turn the hearts of the children to the children, to the fathers, fathers to the children, lest God said, I come and smite the earth with a curse. God is doing that now. That is uh, the new thing. It's not revival. It is a total new thing. That is the final revelation of Jesus through three and a half year, 42 month, time, times and a half, uh, the ministry of Jesus, the ministry voice of Jesus going to all the world for a witness unto all nations. It's the last call of God, the trumpet voice of Jesus through all the world. And that's what you, the real body of Christ, are called for. It's not just a blessing pack to get money, houses, lands, and cars, and airplanes. It's the work of the ministry through the cross, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. Those there are the ones that are the remnant of the church's seed, the ones that come further on out of Pentecost into the new season, the new thing, not staying Pentecostal. The Pentecostal will be, if not going on to the measure of the statue of Jesus in the present truth and walking in the light, the present truth proceeding word of God, the Pentecostal will be plenty lostal. Now, this is very serious. It is a trumpet voice of God warning of the war that is just ahead for the body of Christ. We who know the truth, the ones that are called and pressing toward that mark, that is not the beginning of the race as newborn babies. Those are not little children that just know that Jesus is the Lord of glory, the Father. It is not just those that are young men that's grown up into Jesus as young men, the outward man perishing, the inward man being renewed, and now reaching the statue of young men. 1 John 2, 12-14. That word of God is strong in them, and they have overcome the wicked one. That's Revelation 2nd and 3rd chapter. We're talking about the beast, the living creatures, the, the church of the living God, the ecclesia, the called out ones the ones that are called for the Melchizedek, the king priesthood of Jesus Christ revealed in the earth. And there's never been a body like this. Great is the company. The work, great is the word of the Lord going through all the world. And great is the company that published it. That company that published it 
is in the feminine status. It's the church of the living God. Those that love God keep his commandments. Revelation 12 is the remnant of her seed, not national Israel. Church of the living God needs to wake up. We need to understand. He's speaking to the church of the living God. No pre-tribulation rapture. That's us. And we have to have the sealing to do the work of the ministry in these last days. Otherwise, the fifth trumpet that comes with the uh, bottomless pit being opened the abyss, and we have Apollyon and Abaddon, uh, and the locust horde that have stings in their tails, hair like women, stings in their tails. And who do they hurt? Only the men that have not the seal of the living God there in their foreheads. If they have the seal of the living God, they are protected. The ones that do not, they will seek death and will not find it for this plague of five months, which is the same as it was in the days of Noah. How long was the water upon and prevailed upon the land? The waters in the flood of Noah prevailed upon the land 150 days, five prophetic months of 150, five months. How long is the locust plague? Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, it's five months, the very same. Without that seal of the living God, we will not be able to stand. Who will be able to stand? And the very next in Revelation 6 goes to Revelation 7, the only sealing the servants of God in their forehead, the mind of Christ. Who are the ones that love God? They keep his commandments at the remnant of our seed in Revelation 12. Then what is and who are the ones that have the testimony of Jesus? This spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19.10. Well, those are the ones that, that have the testimony of Jesus. What is the testimony of Jesus? The spirit of prophecy. What is it? Well, it's the faith. How do we know that? Revelation 14.12 says that they are the redeemed of the Lord that keep the commandments of God. Who love God, keep his commandments, and have the faith of Jesus. That faith of Jesus is the testimony of Jesus. You want this in your church? You want this in your area? Call us. We'll be glad to bring this testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, the word of God, the sealing of it to each individual or body of Christ or location that want it. You in Africa, India, we'll get there as soon as we can, doing our best to raise the money now. Well, we pray for every individual, for God to perfect that which is like in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Ben Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.